Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hey there, and welcome to Sassy Speaks, the podcast for everything Hong Kong. We've been in the city for 10 years, and now we've decided to take the leap into the brave new world of podcasting. I'm your host, Sarmai, and here are three things you should know about me. I'm part of Team Sassy, pop culture is my jam, and I love talking to anyone and everyone. Every week, I'll be sitting down with two awesome guests. We'll be having candid conversations about everything Hong Kong. From all the dating tips to managing your personal finances, we're not holding anything back. Here we go. So, do you have a steamy sex life, or is that just the humidity? Who else is guilty of constantly complaining about the dating life in Hong Kong? Because I know I sure am. I pity my friends, to be honest. They've got to put up with me constantly whining about not meeting eligible men organically or how the apps are just a cesspool of dirtbags. I had to understand if this was just a perception problem or if we actually have an issue when it comes to dating and sex. And who better than Valentina and Sarah to chat to about this? Spoiler alert, I get schooled for my close-mindedness about dating in Hong Kong and leave with some much-needed advice. Ready for some sexy talk? Happy Valentine's Day, friends! Welcome, ladies. We've got a very, very fun, fun episode planned. On Sassy, we've been trying to get a little bit more into like the intimacy, love, sex, dating, and just being a lot more open about it on the mm -hmm. site. And we've actually received amazing response from the kind of articles that we've been putting up, mm -hmm. thanks to some of our incredible contributors. When we sat down to figure out, okay, like what do we want to do in this space on our podcast, I thought, I just want to have an open and candid conversation with two really awesome people about dating, sex, relationships. And I really basically wanted to break down any barriers that people feel when they're talking about any kind of intimate subjects. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you two are some of the biggest experts I know, <laughs> and I've had the pleasure of listening to both of you guys speak on this topic. And I, I just wanted to sit you both down in a room and just get really open, really candid, mm -hmm. down and dirty. And uh, I got to do it because uh, let's talk about sex, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> but first, before we even get you know started into our icebreakers and stuff, mm -hmm. I'd love to hear from you guys a little bit about yourselves, how you ended up here, just like quick, like elevator pitch of yourself. Okay, my name is Sarah. I am a sex educator and coach. I founded my platform, Sarah Sense, under which there is a podcast um, called Better in Bed, which talks about sex. Um, 
And what I try to do with both Sarah Sansa and Better in Bed is try to change the conversation around sexuality, moving it from shame to one of pleasure and celebration and inclusiveness. And I'm Valentina. I am a dating and relationship coach. My company is called Happy Ever After because I believe everybody dreams of being a princess <laughs> and wants to be happy forever. But um, I guess Hong Kong is a really tough place for that and I meet a lot of beautiful women who have everything except what they want in terms of a relationship. So I just wanted to help people find happiness. So um, when I met Sarah, she really <laughs> inspired me into this world of podcasts. I'm actually thinking of having one of my own at some point soon. And yeah, I became, I became a fan of mm -hmm. this world and this way of communicating with people and I'm so grateful to be here today. So our little icebreaker for you guys, um, I've got three terms and I would like, when I tell you what the terms are, for you to give me your best definition of the terms. So my first term is sploshing or wham, W-A-M. Splashing is um, messy food play. Splashing is being in the water and making waves. <laughs> <laughs> I will give this point to Sarah, that is absolutely yeah. right. That is covering you or your significant other in food, liquid, anything runny and uh, consuming it off each other. Yeah. yeah. So WAM for the record stands for wet and messy. Mm -hmm. All right. Number two. So I'm going to give it my best go. If you're listening and I've said it's completely wrong, please tell me. Um, Nismelania. Sounds like a freckle fetish. Uh, nipple fetish? Okay, you guys were kind of on the right term with fetishes, but it's actually a sexual attraction to being tickled. Oh, so, you know. it's so unsexy though. <laughs> but no, I prefer the nipple. I, yeah. I think, I think where they were going with this is one of those like, you know, the feather Fair. dusters kind okay. of tickling. Yeah, because otherwise like people's fingers and... You know, yeah, weird. I would just say um, a tickle fetish. Last but not least, tune in Tokyo. Sex shop in Tokyo which doesn't allow women. I don't think it has anything to do with Japan. I think it's <laughs> <laughs> no, probably that's it. <laughs> so the, a tune in Tokyo, or rather the tune in Tokyo act, is the act of twisting or fiddling with one's nipples like their radio knobs. No one really knows why Tokyo is involved in that, but um, you know, we, we thought we'd just go Good with it. to know. But, um, um, I want to start with the obvious, of course. Um, what do you think the dating and sex culture is like in Hong Kong? I think sex is great and dating is tough here, but I don't think that it is that unique to any other big city. I was going to say, um, <laughs> I hear this a lot, like, oh, Hong Kong, it's such a difficult place to date. I don't think it's any special. I really? Think it's the same yeah. in London, I think it's the same I in think New so York. Too. And oh. I think this idea that dating is difficult is literally a limiting belief. Oh. Of course, if you, if you approach it as like, oh my God, it's a chore, it feels like a job interview, yeah. it's because we have these ideas that, you know, it's all dust you know like magic dust and you mm -hmm. see someone on the train and suddenly you have this magical relationship that's why you think it's difficult but all relationships they work mm -hmm. yeah I'm really interested to hear that you think it's not harder in Hong Kong than it is somewhere else because I'm I'm very much single and I have found it really really difficult in Hong Kong as mm -hmm. compared to when I've spent time in say San Francisco or I was recently in London and it just felt like oh my god I could I literally in San Francisco sometimes I get into uber pools and I'm like I would ask you for coffee but I, I just don't feel that way in Hong Kong what made it feel different? I feel like I could meet people more organically. I don't know. I don't remember the last time I spoke to anyone at a bar in Hong Kong. You might be on holiday.
holiday mentality when yeah. you are away from your home country though so you know holiday mentality is you're naturally a little bit more open uh, and you have this sort of like nobody knows me here right yeah. so i can be whoever i want and that is a certain amount of freedom and liberation i feel the spontaneity yeah. of just being away yeah. and also the other observation that i have is a lot of uh, women i know tend to go out with a lot of their friends at the same time you know yeah. like okay so you're in a club with a bunch of girls you sort of don't talk to guys because guys don't really have the guts to approach five or six women who are just going to be, you know, potentially sarcastic, potentially nasty with them and all that. I mean, poor guys, you know, we have to give it to them. They have to deal with so much rejection. It's, yeah. it's threatening. Yeah. So when you're on holiday, you're by yourself and you're living in another city. Maybe you don't have such mm. good close friends that you hang out with all the time. You know, when I'm with all my girlfriends, I don't really care about the guys. We've been talking a lot about, oh, the guys deal with so much rejection. They feel really threatened coming up to girls. But like, I think we should change the conversation and just mm-hmm. go up to guys ourselves. But to be honest, I'm just as threatened by like a group <laughs> of really attractive men as I assume men would be in the club. That's because we need to relearn the art of flirting. It doesn't <laughs> have to be, hey, what's your name straight away? But you can, you know, flirt a bit. Yeah. You know, I told Sarah the story, as you know, from my podcast that this whole journey started for me with this stupid question that people ask is like hey where are you from it's like oh for god's sake just ask me something else because this there's no flirting yeah. there's no magic in this question yeah. and it doesn't matter who's buying the drink ultimately yeah. i'm all for let's you know the girls can yeah. make the first step totally yeah. i think making an observation about something that's going on around you is always a great icebreaker because it's not like saying I really, really want to talk to you yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's just saying, oh, wow, it's really crowded in here. Are you okay? Like, or are you getting your drinks? It's yeah. been really slow, you know? I will say something, though, for Hong Kong, which I think is quite specific to Hong Kong, is that Hong Kongers are very stressed out. Um, <laughs> I th- yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think that it's quite particular to Hong Kong. And I do think that a lot of times people are so busy with their work and with their lives that sometimes they don't really pay attention to their relationship life or their sex life. And it does take a toll. And I would say maybe that might be a little bit more unique to Hong Kong than to London or you know, the States or North America. I think this idea yeah. of we're so busy we can't live it's actually a disease mm-hmm. right we we make it a badge of honor mm-hmm. like oh i'm so busy and mm-hmm. then you if you're so busy you're not going to start talking about it for two hours right you're yes. just going to get on with your life but no we just love to talk about how busy we are yeah and i think we don't make time That's and true. this idea that you know i used to work in advertising before and people mm-hmm. would stay in the office forever mm-hmm. i used to go to every single one of them and say hey why are you still here Go home. So a lot of this is self-inflicted. I do find quite a lot of people say, I have no time yeah. to date. I have no time to have sex. <laughs> to have sex. Yeah. I am so guilty of this. I'm sitting here, head hanging in shame. The number of times. All, I'm, I'm in like this amazing, amazing empowered group of female friends where I'm the only single one. Mm-hmm. And I, they're constantly like, you know, put yourself out there. Go do new things. And I'm like, nah, man, I got to do this. And I got to do this. And like, the apps take so much time, so I'm really like taking on board this advice. Who knows? I'm gonna walk out of here with a whole new perspective. Mm-hmm. It's all about priorities. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. it's not that we're that busy. If you really want to do something, you're gonna find the time. Either mm-hmm. it's never gonna happen. I'm never gonna find a guy. To every single guy I meet is my Mister Right. Yeah. 
So I think these are the two extremes yeah. that people operate in. And how do, how do you guys think about like navigating like the quote unquote sex landscape in Hong Kong? Because I feel like there can be so many extremes with that too, where some people are, you know, they're only here for a year or two. They're like, I'm going to have my fun, going to do, do what I want. Um, and then some people are like, you know, I'm you know, no sex until like the fifth date or some arbitrary number. Some people yeah. are just not about that. Knowing what you want um, is probably the most important thing. And then once you know that yourself, then you can navigate it with other people. I mean, if somebody really, really is super horny and wants to sleep <laughs> with you on the first date, but that's not what you're feeling, then you just need to, you know, be open and you know verbally communicate you know you can have the conversation about i believe that sex is better when you have a stronger connection and it's not just uh, yeah. the connection that is fueled by tequila shots mm-hmm. but the connection that is fueled by similar interests mm-hmm. and maybe we discover interesting things about each other that will make sex better a lot of people go into a sexual relationship without exploring their likes and dislikes their limits i'm not saying you should go home <laughs> or somewhere and start going through your list of fantasies yeah. with the guy that you just met in Dragon Eye. <laughs> uh, but at least you have some sort of conversation. I mean, yes. I, I know you grew up yeah. in and around Asia, mm-hmm. so I, I kind of yeah. wanted to also ask about specifically Asian culture. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm also a part of this. Um, I'm Indian. It's a very taboo topic to yeah. even talk about sex. Yeah. Where, like, they expect you to, like, not date anyone forever, and then suddenly you hit, like, 25, and they're like, right, time to get married. Have Correct. Kids. Yeah, exactly, it's the same with exactly. Chinese culture. So it's just interesting. Like, what do you think yeah. about the sex conversation in Hong Kong now versus like when you were growing up? Like, how is you know? <laughs> I don't think it's really yeah. changed that much. That's really sad um, to hear. When I was younger, as a teenager, early twenties, it was very much your job is to study right now, and having sex or having even a boyfriend will distract you from that. And then early twenties. Um, to late 20s it's more like okay you can have a boyfriend but we don't want to hear anything else Um, and then of course early 30s where is your boyfriend? Why? Yeah. When are you getting married? Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's <laughs> I know why aren't you having children? Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com website creation is hard but now with Bluehost you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there you can customize your design, colors and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com/wondersuite. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. 
Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Okay. But something I struggle with a lot as well is having grown up in that kind of environment, yeah. how do you find your sexual confidence? I have a few suggestions. Uh, the first thing is clearly, because I'm a sex educator, education um, is to actually know what's out there and know what's possible. Um, understand your body, whether it's through um, a, you know, through self-exploration or through, you know, being with other people. Know what you want, know what your needs and desires, know what your fantasies, know what you like, what you don't like. I think also just understand that there are so many kinds of um, sexual expression out there that you can try. So after education, I think we exploration is really important too practice makes perfect and i think with exploration it's also the permission to explore so being able to give yourself permission to just try stuff that's outside of your comfort zone and that's okay because you never know what you might like and what you might not like and then i think it's communication right uh which is about then talking to whoever you've been with, asking them um, what they liked in the situation, what they didn't like, you know, what worked for them, what didn't work for them. And I think through that, you can kind of hone your process and build up your sexual confidence. If people tell you that you're doing things well, or, you know, maybe you can do things better here or better there, then it actually helps with that as well. But I think to me, sexual confidence all starts from yourself. You know, for women, it's so important because women have so many sexual possibilities out there. And, you know, we need to get in touch with our bodies and all of the things that it can do for us. I think just to add to everything that Sarah says makes perfect sense. And I completely agree with her, of course. I think one thing that is really that I'd like to add is about um, learning not to be affected by people's judgment mm -hmm. because I feel you know I've had a very similar experience growing up as you guys you know <laughs> saying don't get married don't get pregnant don't get married don't get pregnant and the way that I like just same as you uh, the way that I found my freedom was to go away mm -hmm. go away from the society that constantly checks on you that wants to know what you're doing and I'm familiar with your community. There is a lot of judgment. There is Hong Kong is such a small place when it comes to that, yeah. that I think a lot of people find it very difficult to, to express themselves freely for fear of judgment. Yeah. Or if you can't go away, I think what's important is to surround yourself with sex-positive people. Yeah. Um, and sex-positive means that you're people who are open and accepting of different forms of um, sexual expression. Okay, so here's here's the thing with me and sex toys. It sounds really weird. Um, they're so, <laughs> just they're so funny looking sometimes. That's like, one of each of my bags. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, right that is amazing. Wait, can we can we see it? Why not? Yeah, let's have a look at it. I want to try and I want to try and describe this, but at most I can say. At most, I say it looks like kind of like a beetle. It looks like a bit like a like, beetle. Yeah, yeah, it's got like a body and two legs. Yeah, it's the Eva, and it's by Jane Products. The founder of Jane Products was on my podcast, and she was talking about just the engineering, the science that goes into designing a product yeah. like that. Meant to be used hands free. So, oh wow, a lot of the times for couples' toys. Um, 
the new trend is to have hands-free couples choice that just sort of stay in place. Yeah. Trust me, I've walked around with a much worse sex toy yeah. in my bag. Yeah. And I've had sex toys also in the middle of restaurants. We just take it out, go, oh, like, have you seen this one? I'm <laughs> like, yeah, I've seen this one. And it's really funny, but I used to, so my journey, obviously, to becoming a sex educator was I used to sell sex toys and I used to host workshops and parties for women is also getting used to sometimes the discomfort of having this sort of decades-long shame that's built into you, you know? And you say the same, you say, I don't know why I feel, this feels so weird, but I say, get used, get comfortable with being uncomfortable because those are the conversations that are sometimes really, really worth having. Yeah. When you when you feel uncomfortable it's also sometimes it's also because you're being vulnerable and you're putting yourself out there and you're not you're not really quite sure how it's going to be received right I think coming up more and more now where I was talking to my friend about like monogamy the idea of monogamy in relation to polyamory and what's happening I think that's coming up more and more yeah and so we'd love to get your get your thoughts on that if you really think back to the you know ancient times, this whole idea of monogamy didn't exist and people were happy, they didn't have all this disease. All these society rules that tell us, oh, you have to be with one person, clearly isn't working. Otherwise, so many people would not get divorced, would not, not cheat, cheat. Yeah. Yeah. would not end up having all these uh, very heartbreaking experiences. If we were less jealous, less about possessing the person we're with and much more accepting that... The way I am sexually with you will be very different to the way I am sexually with someone else. And that's okay that I don't have to choose who I am in that respect. Mm -hmm. I think we're starting to see the dawn of, of a change in, in our um, social perception, I think, which is great. You know, this is what my future podcast is going to be about. It's yeah. going to be about Polly. Yes, I, I definitely agree that there is more of a openness to different relationship styles these days and I think the more people are open about their relationship style um, not being monogamy um, the more it helps to change the perceptions that monogamy is like the only way the principle behind you know open relationships of every single kind is that the idea that one person can fulfill all of your needs and be your yeah it's it's just a myth like it's so idealistic that that person can be your best friend your confidant your lover um it's and do that for you know 40 years or 50 years you know it's as if like it's saying that you're not going to change as a person and your relationship is not going to evolve as well and this is the real key to love yeah. the key to keeping the the attraction going what we don't want to lose we make safe and by the very nature of safety we make it boring mm -hmm. the moment something is safe and we feel like yeah i got this I can rely on her or him to be with me. Like, mm, I don't really want her that much. You know, even yeah. the hottest guy in the world, once you marry him, you're like, yeah, okay, he's mine. <laughs> <laughs> We're done. I think it's a little bit of a misconception of what love means. Mm -hmm. I think we believe that love has to be that, that passion, the last, actually. Mm -hmm. the, the passion, the hormones, the, the obsession that we feel in the beginning of the relationship. And then when that naturally wears off, we think, oh, I, I don't love you anymore. Mm -hmm. That's not true, though, because if you've developed that relationship outside of the bedroom, you can have a very beautiful relationship that maybe doesn't have the same level of passion and, and sexual desire as you had before, but it can still be very, very 
um, fulfilling. You guys, you've like changed my perspective on a lot and given me a lot to think about, actually. Mm-hmm. So I, and I hope that our, our listeners also take away um, a little bit more of an open mind and a little bit different perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I just I would like highly, highly encourage all of our listeners also to listen to Sarah's podcast and Valentina's upcoming podcast. Yeah. Um, anything else you'd like to throw in there, like to add in? I think if people are looking for good um, resources, about sex and sex education I, there's a bunch of podcasts um, I mean obviously mine's one of them but there's a bunch like Sex with Emily Dan Savage if podcasts are your thing I also really like the platform OMGS which is actually based on a huge study probably one of the biggest studies done of all time on female sexual pleasure Ooh. and it actually shows you if you go into it I've subscribed um, for a, a short time period of time but if you actually go into it it shows how varied um sexual pleasure for women actually is and you know how there's so many different ways that women can even pleasure themselves the whole thing that um you know women don't enjoy sex as much as men you know female orgasm is way more elusive than male orgasm i think that's a myth you know i think it's elusive because we don't allow it because shame and guilt and this kind of uh, traditional education has taught women that there's something wrong with enjoying pleasure I I work with women who have never allowed themselves to enjoy pleasure and that makes me very sad and I'm sure you've had your fair share of those kind of clients. So my message, especially for your female listeners, would be to kind of dissociate sex from shame. Sex is as natural as eating. Pleasure, if you if you allow yourself to eat a chocolate cake when you're feeling sad, you should also allow <laughs> yourself a really nice uh, session of masturbation yeah. because actually the endorphins are going to be much more powerful than yeah. from that cake. <laughs> Plus, you're not getting fat. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, just in the, in the broader scheme of things, I think it's really important for women to, to allow themselves to experience pleasure. And to yeah. just switch this this little button in our head that says, "Oh, this is this is just for men. Men should enjoy pleasure. We should just be there to facilitate that for them." But that's so wrong because we have so much more capacity for yeah. pleasure than they do. You know, the, the fact that the female body has the clitoris, yeah. the fact that we can have multiple orgasms, yeah. the fact that we have so many more types of mm-hmm. orgasms. There's uh, cervical mm-hmm. orgasms, aspar orgasms. I mean, many many more. <laughs> types yeah. out there then men can have yeah. sexual energy actually feeds us keeps us yeah. young keeps us yeah. strong whereas for yeah. men sexual or sexual release is actually draining yeah. um where can we find you guys on the internet i'm very active on instagram so hello sarah sense um or you can find me on my platform sarahsense.com or also on my column which i write regularly for sassy yeah. so you can look out for that and my website is www.happyeverafter, not happily ever after, happyeverafter.asia. Uh, on Instagram, I'm uh, fairy godmother, oh. uh, fairy underscore godmother zero zero. And that is actually not the end. I have a very, Ooh. very quick, quick Yay. rapid fire for you guys to wrap up. Um, before we get into this, I want a one line definition of what does sassy mean to you? Or what is sassy? Super confident and authentic and out there living life to the max feminine authentic powerful 
So we're going to play a quick game called Sassy or Not Sassy. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to give you a couple of things and terms and phrases, acts. And you're going to tell me sassy or not sassy at the same time, in your opinion. Okay. So number one, Tinder. Sassy. Not sassy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Fifty Shades of Grey. The not movie. sassy. Not. Oh, God. <laughs> and uh, the, the last one, the ever, ever amazing eggplant emoji. Oh, it's sassy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Thank you so much, guys. Uh, amazing to talk to you guys. Uh, yeah. And we look forward to even more conversations with you both. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. So that's all for today, folks. Hope you enjoyed yourself and learned something new from our guests. If you want to dive deeper into today's topic, we've got all the information you need, as well as some extra reading in the show notes, as well as on our website. If you've liked what you've heard, be sure to subscribe, review, and share our podcast with your friends, your family, your next door neighbors, strangers on the street. Hey, it could be the best conversation starter. You can find us anywhere on social media at Sassy Hong Kong if you want to connect with our team some more. We couldn't have made this podcast without the help of some amazing people. So a big thank you to our producer, Susie, and the team at Create Productions. Without our guests, we literally wouldn't have anything to talk about. So as always, show them some love and follow them on the internets. And finally, the biggest thank you to you, our listeners, for joining us along the way. This has been Sassy Speaks. Sarmai out. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.